BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Stock have too high a price? Buy a slice. Trade fractional shares of your favorite U.S. stocks and ETFs in any dollar amount you choose with zero commissions online. Get started at fidelity.com slash stocks by the slice. Fractional share quantities can be entered to three decimal places if the value of the order is at least one cent. Dollar-based trades can be entered to two decimal places. Sell orders are subject to an activity assessment fee from one cent to three cents per $1,000 of principal. Fidelity Brokerage Services, LLC. Member NYSE SIPC. How's it going, man? I'm good, man. How you doing? I'm doing good. How does it feel to be a lizard? It's great, man. I like the hands. Yeah. It's an honor to be here. I'm a huge fan. Thanks, man. I'm a huge fan of you. I'm a huge fan of you. You're the guy, can I tell you, you're a guy who I always look at, I'm very inspired by you. Like, when I see you, like, zooming around, I'm like, man, that yeah. looks fucking sick. I'm inspired by how you are able to help these people. Thanks, man. Yeah. What has been the most persistent uh, thought on your mind lately? Um, if it, if I want to do serious stuff, yeah. or if I want to do funny stuff, yeah. Which direction I want to lean in? Yeah, are you? Uh, uh, what, what's driving you towards each? Well, what's driving you to make funny stuff? Then what's driving you to make serious stuff? Funny stuff's more marketable. Yeah, because you can put funny stuff on T-shirts and yeah, can go on World Star Hip Hop, mm-hmm. Twitter, and Instagram, and everyone will comment the crying emojis on TikTok. But the serious stuff takes something from you. It takes a lot out of you. Really? Do you get like emotionally exhausted? From the serious stuff, but do you look back at it and you're just like really glad that you yeah. that you went to these places? Definitely. Does it ever feel like not real? Like you will go and you'll film, like when you went and you filmed in Ukraine, yeah. and then you look back on the. Does it feel like it didn't happen, or do you well, really? I've been dissociating steadily, you know, struggling with dissociation since I was like right twelve, thirteen. Mm-hmm. Since I started smoking weed in middle school, I think. And uh, yeah, everything feels a bit surreal, but I actually feel more alive and more real the more I put myself like on the pulse of news events and what's going on, because mm-hmm. it provides a level, a sense of grounding. Does it feel more real because it, it it's happening to everyone at once, so you kind of almost feel yeah. like you're a part of something? I think being a journalist, like a frontline journalist, is like an antidote to dissociation and derealization. Really? You're somewhere, you know like Ukraine or something mm-hmm. and you're there and you're seeing stuff going on and you're working and yeah. you check your phone or you check Instagram and everyone's posting about that. Right. So you are there. You are real. No, that makes perfect sense. You're actually really in the timeline, a shared timeline in a shared space with other human beings. Yeah. Independent minds interwoven into the same timeline. Of course you feel like you're part of the thing that everybody is. is yeah. Talking. You're, you're on the way ball with others. Whereas if you, have a you know like a corporate job mm-hmm. or kids you don't like then you sort of feel like you're living in a surreal Truman show style infinite time warp do you do you like to spend a lot of time like by yourself 
I'm an only child with mm-hmm. divorced parents. Mm-hmm. So some of my earliest memories are, you know, throwing a ball against the wall mm-hmm. as fast as I can, trying to get top speed. But yeah, you know, when you're an only child, you have to force yourself to spend a bunch of time alone. Mm. So I do like to spend time alone, but I'd rather be with my best friends than alone. Do you consider yourself uh, an introvert versus versus an extrovert? What's your take on that? Well, I would say that I'm an extroverted introvert. Th- there's a. Do you ever hear the word ambivert? I heard it once. I, when I heard that, I was like, "That's a great." I used to date someone who was into astrology. Yeah. Okay. Moon signs, cycles, mm-hmm. and whatnot, and I was described as a Taurus ambivert. When you, uh, what's what's your sign? Taurus. Yeah. Okay. So when you like go on the website and you're looking at all the things that it says that a Taurus is supposed to be, yeah. do you look at it and go, that does sound like me or is it? Yeah. Charismatic, but stubborn. Charismatic, but stubborn. Likes to eat, but not too much. Okay. That's me. What do you like to eat? Panda Express. The I plate love Panda where Express. there's two, two entrees in one side. Yeah. I like orange chicken and then the specialty item, which is honey walnut shrimp. Mm-hmm. But the thing is, it's got to be hot off the skillet. Yeah. Or the kind of flaky golden stuff on the outside starts to melt down, and it becomes disgusting. It's annoying. They they actually charge you at like seventy five, like a dollar seventy five extra for the honey walnut shrimp. Honey walnut shrimp and Angus pepper steak are both oh, yeah. a premium charge of one twenty five. I love that. I go to Pan Express all the time. I'm I'm three to four a week. Really? Yeah. What what is the breakdown? You get the honey walnut shrimp, and then well, if I'm really feeling myself, I'll do the honey walnut shrimp and then orange chicken mm. together. But that's an unhealthy combination because they're both covered in, you know, sugary sauce. So if I wanted to really do the right thing, I'd yeah. get brown rice and super greens. Yeah. And for the entrees, I'd get a split of Kung Pao chicken and orange chicken because Kung Pao is very vegetable dominant. Do you eat healthy? I have at times. I used to be like a paleo guy. Okay. I did the paleo diet in college. I lost 45 pounds. Really? When I was a freshman in college, just off of paleo lifestyle, almonds, kale, you know, raw salmon, white claw. When you're zooming all over the place and doing your thing, and like you know, when you were on the RV and everything, were yeah. you? How were you? Were you eating healthy, or no, was that even like all. a? Was what you were putting in your body like secondary to like yeah. the work you were doing? You know, I think the time in the RV was the uh, ultimate descent into unhealthy, you know, eating habits. Yeah, because it was so many different gas stations, and mm-hmm. you know, every gas station has the same stock basically yeah of course so you know it went from you know trail mix and beef jerky and then it just gradually went to pork rinds and pop tarts and then it got to the point where i was eating like pickles in a bag and taquitos and you into tornadoes no what's that there i think it's uh uh, uh the off-brand taquito well it's the same concept yeah same concept it's yeah. like a meaty cheesy thing wrapped in a what is it what is that what kind of bread is that do you know I'm quite sure about that. you know the uh, thing that I really like about being on the road is that you kind of have an excuse to eat shitty. Yeah. So you can justify the shitty uh, food choices that you make yeah. a little bit more than when you get home. Yeah. Like if you're in Oklahoma or one of those, you know, barbecue states. Yeah. It's a rite of passage to eat barbecue. You know, but if you're eating mac and cheese and baby back ribs, mm-hmm. you know, twice a day for more than a few days, you can develop diabetes. Yeah, I'm scared about getting diabetes because I definitely I eat the way that. Like it would be unfair if I didn't get diabetes. What do you eat mostly? I eat I eat a lot of Panda Express. I eat, I almost exclusively eat out. Like I don't have any plates or forks or. Do you cups. like Uber Eats or do you like the experience of being waited on? Well, Uber Eats is just it's it's unsustainably expensive because every yeah. meal is like forty five dollars. 
Yeah. How how much do you tip the drivers typically? Um, I'll typically tip like you know fifteen twenty percent. I'm a fifteen percent guy too. Okay. Because I used to actually you know ride my bike around. Yeah. When I was living in New Orleans in college, and I was an Uber Eats bicycle courier. Yeah. You know, and I, they never tipped me anything, but I used to ask them for tips when I dropped it off. I wanted to ask you something in yeah. your in your personal life. Yeah. When you're like just talking to people. Yeah. Do people ever like think you're like, oh, are you doing the thing where you're interviewing me right now? Do people say that to you? Yeah, I think that like I my interview style, which is just like agreeability and like trying yeah. to encourage a deep dive. Of course. I do that in my day to day life. Yeah. So sometimes people feel like they're on the show. But my eyes are the cameras. Which came first, like the 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 did did the things like this agreeability in your yeah. conversation? Did that come before or after you you were interviewing people? I think it came way before, you know, because you know when I when I was twelve, thirteen, I wanted to like you know I grew up in Seattle, so yeah, I wanted to smoke weed every day, yeah. But I would feel that my mom would catch me if I was anywhere where I could be seen by the public. Mm. So I would go under bridges and into train tunnels, which I now realize were mostly you know, like heroin injection sites. Yeah. And I would just get high on weed while users of other drugs got high on their drugs. Mm-hmm. And I would just talk to them for hours, stoned, mm. listening to the tragedies and triumphs yeah. of kind of like dejected people Yeah, in that way. And so I, you were getting your hours in even yeah. off camera yeah, like of when, like talking to when people. people are like, how do you withstand uh, listening to such crazy shit all the time? Yeah. I think that I've always sought it out because I'm interested by it. Do you are you motivated by the idea of like being 80 years old and looking back on your life and being like we fucking did it? Yeah, definitely. Cuz like I want ha- I want to have grandkids who are like watching videos of you know myself when I was their age and being like wow, my grandpa was freaking crazy. Yeah. How cool would that be? Cuz I don't have videos of my grandpa. All I have are, you know, old pictures. Are you going to have kids? I want to have kids real bad. What what's a good age for you to have kids, you think? 28. 28 that way you that's can, coming up that's like three that's like three years three years away but that way you can still connect with your kids you know like my parents had me when they were 25 yeah and we're pretty close whereas i have friends with super old parents mm-hmm. and they couldn't be further from each other but do you feel like you'll still be able to like live the kind of lifestyle like what you're living now like with you when you have kids because i feel like you can kind of do yeah. whatever you can bum around and like go places and like you're kind of you're free until you yeah. either like go to jail or you like get somebody pregnant and have a child. Yeah, n- now that you put it that way, maybe I don't want to have kids because that would limit my freedom of movement. Mm-hmm. Or I could just get a sick ass caretaker. You could get a sick ass. If, if I became like a millionaire, yeah. or like a multimillionaire, if I keep going, yeah, that way I could hire like a super sick ass full time nanny. You could, you know, but then the kid might realize that I didn't like, you know, take care of it while I was crying in the mm-hmm. infant stage and just develop like a long term resentment. You know, my uh, dream is I want to be a divorced dad mm. and like, you know, I get custody like every once in a while. Now, whenever you want to be a divorced dad, yeah. do you want to be a cool divorced dad who's like, let's go to GameWorks and Six Flags or do you want to be like a dejected sort of alcoholic bus stop? No, I'll be a cool divorced dad. Yeah. That's, and that's like, I'll like 50-50. That way, like, you know, you, you have your on time when you're with the kids and then they'll go to their mother's house and then... yeah. I could see you being a super cool divorced dad. Thanks, man. What kind of stuff would you want to do with your kid? Like, how would you show the kid that you're cooler than his mom? I would. I'm, I. I feel like I wouldn't be competitive. Like, I would. I would want to have a good relationship yeah. with the mom. I wouldn't. You know. Uh, I think I would want them to. Uh, you know, I would try to talk to them kindly and positively, and I would want them to, you know, grow up to do that to other people. 
It's a boring answer. I should have said something like Six Flags or... No. That's going to be a crazy life. Like, Dad, what were you doing when you were, you know, before I was born? Yeah. You're, like, having a lot more fun. I was like, I'll show you. dress up like a lizard. Hmm. Talk to people with stuff to say. You want to take some phone calls? I'm down. This is such an awesome concept. Fuck yeah. So for those who don't know, thus far there has been no caller audio, but it's being fixed... Uh, for an update, we just talked to our homie Cairo. Like he's at the gym. Beautiful. Currently, and he's calling in. Uh, Cairo, can you tell us a little bit about why you're calling in today? Sorry. Come uh, on. Yeah. Oh, there we go. Yeah, sorry. I was yeah. on mute. Um, it's okay. So, basically, um, I've been watching the show for a while, and I've been having this question in my head. Um, so, basically, my girl and I have been together for about a year and a half. You know, everything's great. I love her very much. Um, you know, everything's fine. But there's just one issue um, is that she doesn't give me head. And mm. I don't know what to do. When is the last time that that happened? Um, Like like she didn't want to give me head or... No, like the, the last I, time that... Oh, she gave me head. Option two. Oh. Uh, <laughs> um... I mean, it was like a month or two ago, maybe, but it was more like I asked for it, and then she didn't even, you know, she didn't even, like, want to do it. She just kind of did it because I kind of asked, but I don't really ask like that. Like, I don't bother her, you know what I mean? It's just like, hmm. you know, sometimes I just want to be pleased just the way I please her, you know? So, so. so just curious, what are your favorite things about your girlfriend? On the positive note, let's start. With um, that. no, yeah, I mean, oh, a bunch of positives. Um, well, she's very independent. First off, I've been with other relationships where girls are very dependent, and it's like mm. very toxic in a way. So mm. she's very independent. She's um, she's very studious. She goes to college and stuff. So, I mean, at the end of the day, she has a plan for herself, and I feel like that's what I, you know, love about her most is that, yeah, independency. I guess. Hmm. And you say I mean, that I, uh, I just want to be. Gotcha, gotcha. Well, you, you say that you you say that you give her head as well. How often does that occur? Oh man, I mean, I'm not gonna lie. I'm I'm more of a pleaser, so I do it often. I mean, basically every time we either do it or every other time. Hmm. Um, I mean, we and we do it pretty often. I would say weekly. This is like what? do what? I ask her. I'll be like joking about it. Do oh, I mean, we have sex. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Gotcha. Sorry, I just had to clarify yeah. that. Okay. <laughs> well, um, well, but yeah, hmm. I mean, like, so, well, well, listen, Cairo, if you're a pleaser, wouldn't, yeah, wouldn't you want to be, pri- wouldn't you be happy just pleasing? Why do you need this in your life? Why do you feel like you need this to be an added part of your sexual experience? Mm, it's a good question, and I've been asking myself that too, because like, it's I feel like it's very selfish of me, you know. Like that one thing mm. is just like that bothers me, you know. And it's like, I don't know what to do about it. But I mean, to answer your question, um, I guess the the way it feels. I mean, like, I guess like yeah, sex is cool, but honestly, like, I like head more occasionally. I'm not gonna lie. So, mm. yeah, it's very. Very weird to talk about a public setting right now, but like, yeah, just be straight up. Yeah, I don't know why. 
Well, thank you for being so um, honest and open about this. Do you think that maybe, you know, she is not doing that because she wants you to sort of progress and advance your, your life in some way? So maybe that's awaiting you down the line as mm. some kind of reward for you after you make developments in your physique and career? Mm, she wants you to earn it. Yeah. Maybe it's sort of a subtle indication like, hey, hey Cairo, you got to step it up. And you'll know that you've hit that level when, you know, in return you receive what you've been asking for. What do you think about that, I mean, I, I get what you're saying. I, I, I get what you're saying. You know, you're saying, like, maybe I'm not maybe I'm not doing enough or maybe I'll, maybe she's not pleased with me. But honestly, like, that, I don't think that's the case. Like, I asked her why she doesn't do it, and she just basically said, like, she doesn't enjoy it. Like, even before mm. I got with her, um, she's had previous boyfriends, and she's, like just was really never into it and i mean i mean i don't know if this comes to the topic of why she does it but she told me like she's also bi and she doesn't like she basically hates mm. men except for me what she told me um and i get that and i mean like it's not like she doesn't do it like oh my god she never does it it's just like she, i don't feel like she just doesn't want to or i don't know it's very hard to explain i just want to see what your thoughts on it maybe i don't know i don't want to break up with her but like if this is going to be a problem, even if I want to marry her, you know, like, yeah, I don't want to be miserable. You know what I mean? Like long term, long term. I'm thinking long term. I'm, I'm young. I'm only 20. Yeah. So uh, 20, I'm still in college, 20. you know. Yeah. What were you going to tell him, Andrew? Well, I was just going to say, I mean, you know, some people don't like Chinese food. You know, some people don't like some people prefer <laughs> different types of food. I mean, if it's not her thing, man, it's not her thing. If it's yeah. not something that she enjoys, then you're probably not going to be able to change that. And, you know, I, I can't tell you what, you know, what to do, but and it doesn't necessarily have to yeah. be sexual or anything. But if you're super bummed about something like that and it's not going to change, then that mean you might have to move on. Yeah. Well, I mean, you had him go through uh, at the very beginning of this, all the yeah. positives of the yeah. relationship and all the other things. So, I mean, look. Uh, relationships yeah. are co a constant give and take. Yeah, and if it makes you feel that bad, and you know th that that's pretty telling. You know, if it makes I you get, feel, I like understand shit. what you're saying. Like I used yeah. to have a roommate. Yeah, I used to have a roommate. I used to have a roommate who never washed the dishes, mm -hmm. and so you know, I moved out because I didn't want to make a chore chart. So you might have to uh, mm -hmm. move out. Or make some kind of chart. Don't make a chart. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I mean, I might, I might end up implementing a chart. I mean, I don't know how she'll feel about that. I was, like, I, yeah, I, I, I was I not being that. remotely serious about the chart. Don't make definitely, a chart where definitely, a, do not don't make the make chart. a chart. Don't make the chart. Oh, oh. I mean, I thought you meant like maybe like a like a, a schedule of, of no, you know, no, 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 no. That's okay. We're, we're vetoing the schedule. I would not suggest sharing a Google Calendar document with certain days with an eggplant emoji on them. Don't do that. Avoid that. Nah, I use the, I, I'm more of a banana emoji type of guy, not eggplant. Okay. Hey, Cairo, is there anything you want to tell the people at the computer before we go? I mean, honestly, I didn't even expect to be on. I, like, I swear, like, this is just a problem I've been having for months. I've been listening to podcasts for so long. Just want to see what mm -hmm. you thought. But uh, for the people... Um, I mean, like the Gek said, if you need to move out, you need to move out. I guess that goes with any uh, situation in your life. If things are not going your way, you can either stay there or 
you can just pack your bags and move out and uh, see better things, I guess, you know? Yeah. We hope you make the right decision, Kyron. Mm-hmm. Cairo. Yeah. Yeah, Tyro. Thank you. Um, and Andrew, I love you, man. Uh, love your videos and love you Thanks, too, man. Gick. Take care, Cairo. Appreciate yeah, man. you, Cairo. All right. Love you guys. Thanks. Bye-bye. Love you too. Wow, he was so kind. He was. Actually, you know, warm warm my heart a little bit. Yeah. You know, because it's so interesting that people call here yeah. that vulnerable. Yeah, I think it's like, like... Oh, my God. No one does that to me. Really? It's, they do, but, you know, I got to put myself in the right position in person. You know, to just yeah. call a line like this knowing that there's... You know, how many people watch this? Uh, with the podcast, it's a like a few thousands. Thousand, yeah, thousand yeah, 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 thousands. You know, people. that takes some confidence. So shout out to him. Interesting. So, do you feel like it's because uh, like, well, here we have the anonymousness, yeah. and it's a way different situation. Like, because the people that are calling, they're like they're on their own home base. They're like laying in their bed at their yeah. house. Like their their names and their faces aren't there. But like you know, with what you're doing, when people you have the camera and they're like yeah. on the spot. Do you think that he used a fake name? I don't. I don't. Some of these guys, I don't know if it occurs to them to use a fake name. That's what I would do. Yeah. Now that I think about it, if it was a fake name and I, I didn't give any like super obvious details, yeah. tipping people off that it was me if they knew me, yeah, I, I would call here and dish it out. So now, now yeah. that I get it, it's kind of a dope concept. Yeah, I feel like the the. I mean, it's quasi anonymous because you know people can give it, but they give a fake name. Yeah. Um, and I feel like the anonymousness definitely empowers people to like. Be vulnerable yeah. a lot more. Should we take another one? Let's do it. Hello? Hey. Hey, man, you're on the show. Oh, yes. This is this is so exciting. Hi, Lyle, and hi, Andrew. How you doing, man? How's it going, man? It's, 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 uh, I'm, a, I'm in a situation right now, but it's better now that you called. Can you tell us a bit about the situation that you're currently in? Okay, long story short, I was leaving uh, town and my car started uh, making some weird noises and doing all this mechanical stuff. So Mm. I turned around to go back into town to drop my car off at the place I had it recently worked on. And I explained to them everything. And um, I live three hours away from this said town you know so my only rescue is uh my uncle right now and i called him if he could come and pick me up and he's like okay and i think that was about an hour and a half ago and the shop closes at 6 p.m and so i gave the mechanic my keys and i said all right i'm away in my car so i waited my car and i fell asleep and then um oh no <laughs> oh man and they they locked they, they locked the yard up so i'm locked in here but it's okay though, because I'm on therapy, Gecko. <laughs> You're locked in the yard, and is your uncle still? I kind of got lost a little bit with the timeline. Is your uncle on the way, or yeah. did he miss you and you have to spend the night in the yard? He's currently on the way, and I'm gonna have to jump this barbed wire fence and go on about the rest of my night. <laughs> is it barbed wire or is it razor wire? Can you take a closer look? Let me see. Let me look at it. What's the difference between barbed wire uh, and razor? Barbed wire. It's, it's, okay. It's, it's jumpable. It's jumpable. Well, if if you're worried about scraping your hands or knees or whatever, take the carpet from under your feet 
where you sit when you drive, take your carpet from the, the floor of the car, throw it over the barbed wire so you can grab on and use the leverage, and just vault yourself over. Oh, definitely. And if anything, I can dig under it, if possible. I, I would not suggest digging a, a hole or tunnel under the barbed wire fence. It might take you a long time. You know, wait, do you have food and water, man? I actually have a whole case of water in my car because I use that to work out after mm. work during the week. Luck, lucky man. That's convenient. Well, man, I hope that your uncle comes in time. It's a good thing that it's, you know, non-electric, non-razor barbed wire. Use that carpet. Find your oh, uncle. I'll, I'll find out if it's electric or not. <laughs> Goth, is there anything you want to say to the people of the computer or to uh, me or Andrew before we go? Yes, definitely. I would like to say that I am the first Navajo to successfully call into Therapy Gecko. Congratulations. Are, are you in uh, New Mexico or Arizona right now? I am in Arizona. That's where I reside. And what is the closest? Are you off I-40? I am, oh, yeah, I, uh, well, I am, I-40 is about 45 miles uh, south of where I reside. Okay, you're on the Arizona side. Oh, okay, you live north of I-40. Yes, so, do you live... Yeah, I live north to, of I-40. What's closer to your house, Flagstaff or Gallup? Gallup is closer, but I went, I drove all the way to Farmington, New Mexico which is three hours away because that's where I had the work done on my car. <laughs> so you're stuck You're stuck in northeast Arizona right now? Uh, yes, sir. Yep. Thank you for calling, bro. I wish you the best, for real. Take care, Goth. Can I say one more thing? Yeah. I appreciate your show so much. It's really helped me with my depression. And also, Andrew, I really enjoy channel five i just recently got done with the hell satan episode thank you i appreciate it what are your thoughts on those uh satanists in that video i believe they can do whatever they want anyone can yes, do whatever sir. they want as long as they're mm. positive that's Absolutely. a wonderful message spoken like a true arizona libertarian take care goth <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Bye. See you, man. Man, he really like called the perfect person. You gave him practical advice on how to get out of there. Well, because I've once you said he was Navajo, I I know the boundaries of the reservation. Yeah. And so I just thought about where he was. Because if he's off I forty, you know, at like a quick trip or a you know Circle K or Pilot Flying J, he's not stuck. Yeah. So he's probably in like a small town on the reservation. What did you tell him to do again? You told him to take the carpet out from his car and yeah. wrap the barbed wire in there? Uh, the, wrap the part of the barbed wire that you plan to vault. Ah, because that's smart. Yeah, it just makes it so you don't cut yourself. But barbs aren't too bad. Not- I, I want to I know how you learned that. Have you had to jump a lot of barbed wire in your life? Yeah, definitely. Just periodically. It's not like I go around, you know doing illegal parkour or right. anything like that. Right. Do, do you have, has it ever fucked you up? Like, you uh, yeah, you know, you can stuff? get tetanus from the like rusty barbs mm-hmm. if it's an old fence. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I mean, barb, barbed wire is easy. It just sounds scary. 
I'm, I'm, I'm happy you were able to give him like a practical. So a lot of the times people call in here, and I'm like, listen, I'm happy to talk you through being yeah. locked in a in a uh, auto yard, but I don't think I have a practical solution for you. But you gave yeah. him a very practical solution. Yeah, he seemed uh, he seemed stoked too. That guy's yeah. that guy was awesome. Yeah, I fuck with him. Yeah. BP added more than seventy billion dollars to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Let's talk to Gabby from D.C. Gabby from D.C. Hey, Gabby. Oh my god, hey. What's going hey, on, Gabby? Let me mute. Oh my god, hey. Welcome to the show, Gabby. Hey there, Andrew. Hey there, Lyle. What's up? Nothing much. Just just chilling at home. How are you guys? Doing good. We're doing good. We're hanging out. It says here, Gabby. Gabby, can I can I tell the people what you told the call screener? Yes, of course. It says here that you recently ghosted your dom. What does that mean? Gabby, what does that mean? Yeah, so I was in a dominant sub dynamic. Yeah, gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Um, and yeah, for about three months. It was kind of my first time trying it out. Hmm. It was cool. For the most part, but um, I, I definitely ghosted the guy a couple of weeks ago. So I don't know. I feel I feel kind of bad about that. I feel like I just should have been upfront and so, whatnot. So just out, of, but, out, of, out of curiosity, before we get into the whole ghosting thing, how does one go about meeting another person to involve themselves in a like BDSM sub dom situation? That is a great question. Um, there's a lot of people on on Tinder, actually. And uh, that's where I met this dude. And, um, yeah, like his, his profile was kind of sketchy a little bit, not going to lie. Um, but, you know, like he gave me a Snapchat and we kind of just started talking there. And he was like, yeah, obviously, I, you know. I hate for someone from my work to like find me on here or something like that. Can I, can I, was, I ask, okay, was there anything, sense. I'm sorry to interrupt, can I, can I ask, was there anything about his profile in particular that set off like red flags of sketchiness? I, you know, in retrospect, not really, but I guess initially, you know, when people don't have like pictures of their faces at all in their pictures, it's kind of like, oh, that's kind of weird. Did he have but no pictures of his face? No face. No, not not on his Tinder. Yeah. Okay. So you guys start talking. What was the first time that y'all hung out? Um, we hung out actually like we talked mostly like over text and on Snapchat for about like three or four weeks. So it was a while. Like we chatted a while before actually meeting up mm. and, and um yeah eventually we met up yeah cool first time was fun you know you guys had a good thing going for a while 
Yeah, it was it was cool. It was definitely something new. Um, yeah, like he has like a certain specific set of rules for like subs, like entering his house, which is like a whole thing. Like, but yeah, it's, it was it was cool. Can, it was cool. I'm not gonna lie. Can we get the laydown on the rules? Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, uh, gotta take off your clothes at the door. And um, everything is yes, daddy, no, daddy, thank you, daddy. And I mean, those are pretty, those are pretty much the basics, I would say. Now, is there some sort of punishment that's inflicted if you break this code? Yeah, yeah, most of them are like, I guess, humiliation type punishments, like, doing jumping jacks naked or you know something like that you know that is humiliating it actually would be yeah imagine you're on a date, you know <laughs> and someone's like you got you're pissing me off take off your clothes and give me 20 i'd be like jesus christ hmm. okay so i got you <laughs> yeah so it was fun it was fun for a while what prompted you to just decide to just ghost this dude as opposed to giving him a courteous goodbye I think, like, over, like, the three months that we were hanging out and talking, like, and maybe I should have been more upfront about this myself in retrospect, but there was just a lot of give on my side. I feel like I wasn't receiving much Mm, in reward, you know what I mean? Like, it was just like, oh, good girl, and, like, that's cool, like, that's always fun to hear, but, um, you know, it's... I'm like, you got to get, you know, some more than that. Yeah, it's funny. It reminds me of the first caller that we had. Yeah. Who was talking about how he wasn't, you know. Definitely. He didn't feel like he was getting what he was putting into the situation. Definitely. Did you try to ask for, like, a little bit more out of it? I did. Like, initially, I was like, hey, like, you know, don't I deserve a reward for this or whatever? Mm. You know, um... But, is there like yeah, when when you say a reward when you say is there like a specific thing that you wanted him to do that he wasn't doing? Not even really specific like I I would say like I don't know like um I don't know, maybe I get to, maybe we get to do it in, like, a position that I prefer or something or mm, something like yeah. that. Like, um, sure. you know, being a sub, like, you're, I'm, I'm down and, and, like, I'm I'm excited by, like, kind of stretching my limits and all that good stuff. But, yeah. like, I don't know, sometimes you, you want to, like, also, I don't know. Like no, I hear you. So have your own desires met? Yeah. So we've established that he wasn't really holding up his end of the of the bargain in this situation. So, what truly makes you feel bad about ghosting him? Mm. You know, what? Why does that make you feel like something that you regret? I feel like I think that if I like. Ex- I don't know if I were more vocal and maybe had like this whole conversation with him that like 
you know, we probably could have remedied the situation or figured out, you know, how to, how to like change things around, you know, or maybe have some different rules or whatever. Yeah. But you know, it's, it's kind of hard. Like when you're, when you're a sub, does part, is part of you like, no, that's not my place in the like sub dom dynamic to like speak up about what you want. Yeah, that's a hard way. Right. To, that's a hard yeah, like, like thing to maneuver. Yeah, because you, you have to be like end scene. Yes, you have like, to be. Yes, you have I'm to be like. Subbing. Let's take out of. Let's get out of this for a second. I need you to dominate yeah. me this way. Okay, yeah. three, two, one. Because being yes, a, being a sub doesn't mean you know being submissive in a, a healthy conversation. Of course, yes, you know, of course. There's got to be a point where you're like, all right, we're done with our like whole sub dom thing. Like, uh, can you can you just be less of a dick? <laughs> you know. Yeah, it's a hard thing. It's a hard. It's a hard thing to maneuver. Yeah, because what are they supposed to say? Like, shut the fuck up. <laughs> you know what I mean, like, you're my bitch. Don't say anything to me. You'd be like, hey, it's you're over. Like, Slow down. It's yeah, over. it's over. We're we not... stopped doing this. We stopped doing the thing. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. I feel like the the people like I feel like people in that community they have to have the ability to like okay let's step out of our roles for a second and like yeah. talk like adults get everything on the same page and then we'll go back yeah well the bdsm people are like the most hyper aware of that kind of stuff of course yeah because they have to be communication yeah is like the 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 key for them yeah yeah but i I do think that like the sub dom thing i mean i i I don't know anyone who's had that going on but it seems like it could work you know that was healthy communication are you going to okay so now that you've ghosted this guy gabby are you going to like go back out and try to find a new dom or are you taking a break uh you know like i i do want to get back out there i'm definitely gonna try that and yeah hopefully this time around i don't know like i think now that like I've been talking to you guys about it. I realized that we never had like those breaks. You know this what I mean? Like, yeah. Yeah. just and talk should've. as adults. You should have. You should have sh- sh- had this on. conversation. You should have had this conversation. You definitely should have. Yeah. But listen, you know, wh- I'm curious. When you say ghosted, like, how many times has he texted you now to no avail? Um, about seven times. And I just, I just have not responded. Do, do you, does, is there like, because you, have, okay, so you obviously care about this. You obviously feel like a weird sort of moral conflict because if you didn't, you, you wouldn't even be calling us right now. So would reaching back out to him settle any like anxiety going on in your brain about the situation or, or do you just want to move past it? I think I just want to move past it. I feel like mm-hmm. if I reached back out now, it'd be like, you know, like, what the fuck? Like, it's been it's been a couple of weeks, so mm-hmm. <laughs> I well, don't think I'm going to, like, yeah. I'd like to give you a piece of advice on this because, obviously, if this guy is going out seeking subs, seeking these kinds of arrangements, he should probably know where exactly things went wrong so that he can be a better dom to other people in the future. So if I was you... I would. I know it's gonna probably awkward, but this is the healthiest thing to do. You don't have to do it. Is text him and say, "Hey, man, you know, I'm sorry that I've left you on red seven times. There was a lot of points in our in our arrangement where I felt like I wasn't really getting what I wanted out of it, and I, and I felt like we should have had a, a better conversation. I had a great time hanging out for the time being. I feel like doing my own thing now. I hope you have a great rest of your life." Let me know if you're in any sort of urgent circumstance that you really need to talk to me or something, and I'll I'll be I'll be here for you. That's beautiful. Yeah, 
What I do you think about that, that Gabby? Yeah, I think I think I could definitely send something like that. Um, yeah, I think I might do. I think I might just do that. I appreciate that. Yeah, you should absolutely. I think it would make you feel better, and I'm sure that it would make him feel better. Because the problem with ghosting is that there's so many unanswered questions. Mm-hmm. Obviously, you know, you opening up to us, we understand, you know, why that happened. But, you know, he's probably in the dark thinking, like, holy shit, what did I do? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, why does this person hate me? Yeah. You know, he, des- he deserves some clarity as well. Right. Yeah, and he, he's a cool guy. I don't, I don't want to, yeah. you know, be a that asshole. T- hey, send that text and then just block him. Like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Gabby, right. uh, yeah. do, you, do you feel like uh, in the future you'll kind of, like, you know, start to uh, adapt a little bit more communication with the people that you, you know, uh, uh, engage with in this, in this way. Definitely. Um, I think like maybe because it was like my first time trying something like that, I didn't really know like, Oh, can I like speak up really about this? Mm -hmm. Or, you know, does this always have to be this way? So I think like moving forward, like, I don't know. I, I definitely, um, you know, see myself like having those conversations up front, you know. Well, Gabby, thank you very much for uh, being vulnerable with us and taking us through this situation. Is there anything that you want to say to the computer before we go? Um, love you guys, chat, and love you, Lyle and Andrew. Thank you, man. Thank you so much. I really appreciate you opening up to us and coming on. Take care, Gabby. Bye. Wow, Gabby. Gabby was really cool. She was really cool. She was really sick. Yeah, I, I'm. I'm. I, yeah. I love a call where like I feel like we all we all learned something. Yeah. What, what I, I learned especially too, like I'm a I'm a pretty confident person, and yeah. you know my job is like talking to people all the time. Totally. So I'm super good at being upfront and being like, this is how I feel. Yeah. This is what I want. But there's a lot of people out there who are afraid to like you know really express their needs and wants. Totally. And they just kind of let things sit and hope they figure themselves out. And like I understand that like obviously those kinds of people don't like confrontation Mm -hmm. so they want to you know keep things smooth but i think it's always healthy to just like figure out how to address something do you like do you date people or are you too like focused on on the career and well i'd like to yeah you know but my i guess travel schedule you could call it yeah the job that i have yeah makes it hard because you know like i'm constantly moving around and i'm always going to put like that first right now of course but of course. down the line i think it'd be pretty sick to have like a monogamous wife type relationship mm-hmm. at some point in my life but mm-hmm. yeah i do date here and there are you on like the the tinders and stuff like that no nah, not really you on raya i actually recently got accepted to raya and i just like went on to see if it was like real deal celebrities yeah like, i was hoping it'd be like the the, Be- the Biebers of the world. Like yeah, totally. Carly Rae Jepsen. Totally. I don't even know who that is. But La- <laughs> La- Lana Del Rey yeah. and like Anne Hathaway. Yeah. But it's just like, a, you know, senior marketing advisors from Miami. Yeah. And like, you know, I guess that's like the girl equivalent of like a Bitcoin crypto guy. As a, as a uh, advisor. Just someone who like manages and represents influencers. Is there like a type of person you're looking for or like the type of person you feel like you jive with well in a relationship? Uh, like, I don't like city people. City people. Yeah, like people who move fast, think fast, mm-hmm. confident, city walkers. Like Do you want someone who is like you or somebody who's like a compliment to you? 
Uh, probably a compliment because like I'm a pretty chaotic person. And so like, you want someone who's a little bit more someone calm. more grounded and centered, but also yeah. like has a, like a, a lot of endurance mm-hmm. for like shenanigans because you know we're switching states every couple days. Of course, you know like yeah, it's hard to date someone who goes from like a Trump rally to Ukraine. Right. Someone who's like on board with you, but like you know when you're like that, yeah. she'll kind of be like, someone hey, who, remember? Yeah, and someone who like really does their own thing mm-hmm. to where I can be stoked as well. Totally, that's the dream. Totally, where I'm like, that's sick that you did that. Right. Not just like it's not I want all about you. Yeah. To compliment me all the time. Of course, of course. Yeah, I, I really don't prioritize dating though. Are you a guy like with with Gabby? You gave her like a great. You took, gave her like a great thing to text that guy. Yeah. And you're with your friends and like just the people you know in your personal life. Are you? You're the guy people go to when they have yeah. something going on. And just since the rise to whatever, like viral fame yeah. you know, over the past couple of years, sure. I've dealt with a lot of like manipulators and really? Like, really shitty friends and partners and everything. And just like people manipulating, you know, people treat you different and they do yeah, different things to, uh, you know, feel like they're, they can control you. Yeah. When you have traction and stuff going on. Yeah. So I've just developed different strategies to like, you know, end things or start mm-hmm. things on a good note. So, mm-hmm. like, I just know like what to do in that those kinds of situations. So, being uh, the the subject of like you know people manipulating you because of like the rise, yeah, or whatever yeah. it is, has that changed your your trust level? Of sort people? sort of, but I mean, I, I look at it as a positive because it makes me realize, like, okay, who are my actual friends? Of and who is like near me for clout that sounds dumb but that's no it's a, no i mean it's it's a it's a thing that yeah, happens so just naturally my friend group has tightened up a lot yeah to where like i spend a lot of time with my two best friends of course like, i don't have like five groups of best friends in yeah. different cities like i did when i was 22 yeah i have like five to six close friends right and so i don't really deal with that kind of stuff anymore mm-hmm. but it was that middle ground where i was like exploding in popularity online yeah. while trying to have a normal life that yeah uh, things were, were more difficult and you work with your two friends Nick and Evan yeah what's yeah. your relationship like with them I mean they're just you know day to day best friends yeah you know they help me through everything I help them through everything but yeah I mean we, we lived in the RV together yeah and you know is it like because a lot of the times it's like really hard to like work with people who are also your like your genuine like good friends is that yeah. is there ever any like conflict or anything no, there? only because we're so in sync and we do things on our own terms like totally you know i mean are all, the role are the roles pretty yeah, yeah. heavily so, defined I mean, everyone I, knows I what they do. do the interviewing and like yeah. i have the final say on the edits typically yeah but like nick is like the best music scoring person ever yeah. he's also like really nice with the cameras mm-hmm. and just like visually gifted evan's evan's sort of like a all-in-one you know, because Evan doesn't really edit, doesn't really interview, but he helps just the right amount with everything and also, like, manages things on, like, the business and scheduling side because mm-hmm. that's kind of, like, where he's oriented. But, like, yeah, it's a good team. Mm-hmm. I, I wouldn't want it to be any bigger or any smaller. And uh, so I, I remember reading somewhere, like, one of them's your college friends. Yeah. And one is yeah. your high school friends. Yeah, Evan and I went to high school together in Seattle. Yeah. Nick and I met in college in New Orleans. And then did you take them and kind of banged them together and now yeah. they're best friends as well? Yeah, they're definitely best friends. Nice. Sure. It's, it's a three-way best friend, uh, just triple triangle. Is it is it hard when you have to like work with people like outside of the the tight? We have a couple people space. like our homie Nate, like we trust a lot. Yeah. Like there's there's definitely people. Our friend Kendra, like there's people yeah. who we work with that are like solid, but it, it's a small network. Because it does, because it, it should be small. You totally, don't, you don't need that many people around. 
So no. that's what I'm saying. Like when I'm used to like giving good advice for like ending things. Yeah. Like I know how to trim the fat. Because you've had to end a lot of yeah, things. I, yeah. I used to work for a, a giant media company doing things media. Of course. We had to separate and I had to, I had to send, I had to, you know, send a lot of text messages like that. Mm-hmm. You know? So you're not, you're totally comfortable with, you can have, you're good at having hard conversations. Yes, definitely. Nice. That's, yeah. a, that's an important skill to have. I feel like a lot of people want to Yeah, do or that. just speaking up at the right time and being like, yo, fuck this. So with the trust thing and like, you know, knowing, you know, trying to figure out who your real friends are like, I mean, obviously you've been all over the world, talk to all sorts of people. Do do you think people in general are good? Yeah. You think the default person has a. Oh, definitely, dude. Yeah. I mean, to suggest otherwise would just be like so nihilistic. Totally. I mean, I do think that like everyone has, uh, you know, really has a bad side to them you know and there is yeah. groups of people that are more aggressive than others and yeah. more hateful than others but yeah. i think generally especially if someone becomes comfortable and they're in their element yeah. they're a good person mm. i think there's people that get into unfamiliar environments like imagine like someone from you know southeast portland yeah getting like dropped in the ozarks right or vice versa they bring something out of you yeah they would Those just be more there. combative yeah more aggressive because you know uncomfortability breeds hostility you know, mm. if you're in like a tight spot, you're just like you lash out because you're like, oh, I feel uncomfortable. Uh, no, I think most people are good. So is there any type of situation because you've been in all these situations? Is there anything that like does make you uncomfortable? Uh, just like racist shit. Yeah. I don't like that. Of course. Something about that. Like, you <laughs> Something know, about it. just like I can I can listen to a lot, but I cannot agree or like level with someone who's like on their like n-word shit have you ever had somebody like just really going at it like that into the mic and you had to pull away <sighs> honestly in those moments i keep the mic there yeah because i gotta show like, the ignorance yeah of course i can't withdraw in the 11th are hour. you are you fighting back like saying something oh uh, yeah just because of how i was raised around a lot of different you know types of people yeah like when when white people get really racist uh-huh. i just can't it just makes me so mad mm-hmm. but yeah I don't deal with that too much, but yeah, that that shit pisses me off for sure. Hey, do you want to take any more calls? Yeah, sure. Let's talk to Liz. This is a cute one. Liz? Hello? Oh, hi. Liz. I didn't think I would actually get through. You no. have a very kind voice. You Can remind you me? me of a kindergarten teacher. <laughs> Thank you. That makes me very happy. You just made my night. <laughs> Liz, it says here that you have a habit of stealing plants off of your college campus grounds and then gifting them to your professors. That's not a problem. Yeah. No, it's not. It's actually really wonderful. Okay, so I'm a biology major. Um, I'm actually graduating tomorrow, which is crazy. But I love plants so much. Um, I feel like they're very underappreciated. And whoever does the landscaping in my college does an awesome job. So whenever I see a biology professor who does not have a plant in their office, I just borrow a plant from campus and transfer it. You know, and I I think that colleges are grossly overfunded, just like corporations are. So I think that by stealing from someone like a large university or like a Walmart, you're actually creating jobs because mm. the absence of the foliage will cause them to hire more landscapers. Just like if Walmart is missing toothpaste, they will, you know, just place another order at Colgate. 
it's a drop in the bucket and the uh, the delight that you're causing your professors to experience uh, is more important than any sort of financial loss your college could take. Thank you. Thank you. I like that no. justification, actually. Yeah. Now, I've got a question, Liz. Do the professors know that the plants are stolen from the campus? <laughs> um, a couple of them do. I waited for like the last minute too to tell them that a couple of the plants I gave them were not mine originally. <laughs> Do they ever have a problem with it? Are they ever like, I can't accept this on, on those grounds? No, no, because I tell them by the time they've grown like kind of emotionally attached to them because I encourage everyone mm. to name their plants. Mm-hmm. And I think that just really establishes that like this is mine. Now, is that the most illegal thing you've ever done? Ooh, that's a good question. Thank you. I don't live a very dangerous life. Think back. I guess it's up High there. school. High school. Oh, is that one time? No well, drunk I did, driving. I did egg a house. Okay, you egged a house. Was it a random house or was it the house of an enemy? So, <laughs> I was at a sleepover with a bunch of girls. Um, I was on, like, the volleyball team in high school, so this is what we did every year um, for, like, team bonding. Um, and then we did drugs as a team, too, and did something bad. <laughs> uh, which so, which drugs did you do? Are you talking about, you know, doing pharmaceuticals out of your parents' uh, medicine cabinet? Or are we talking about heading downtown to score some smack? Oh no, we're just talking about like terrible weed. Okay, mm. bad weed. Mm. Are you are you are you yeah. from a state where? Um, what state are you from? I'm from North Carolina. Okay, that 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 adds up in terms of bad weed. Hmm. Yeah. So, so do yeah. you have any? Do you have any desire to, like, get into danger? Like, is danger, like, does it call out to you at all? Or are you perfectly happy living uh, uh, without it? You know, I think I do want a little bit more of a thrill in my life. Hmm. I think I do, like, objectively. um, Like, I, I guess, like, I'm not afraid to say things or just act in a very authentic way which kind of gives me a thrill sometimes so like as a side note um i have this condition that makes me faint all the time like i pass out Mm. and after passing out in front of enough like 300 person lecture halls i just like don't care anymore about many things and it's wonderful Absolutely. And I'm sure the professors are just delighted to receive these plants. So I think that honestly, you should keep doing what you should keep doing what you're doing. I, I think that on the uh-huh. on the moral totem pole, you're doing more good than harm. And Liz, just keep racking those plants. Keep making professors days. Thank you. And congratulations on graduation. Thanks. Yeah. Um, I have to totally prepare for that tonight. I neglected to do that. Liz, uh, before we go, do you have any, like, uh, people out there who who maybe hear this conversation and are inspired by you and all the joy that you get out of plants? Do you have a recommendation for a plant, for, like, a first-timer, 
someone who's like, man, I, I'm really inspired by Liz. I want to get a plant. What plant should they get, Liz? Oh, okay. I know exactly. Okay. So there's this plant I knew called, like, it's a Hawthornia zebra plant. Say that one more time. Hawthornia zebra. Hawthornia zebra. Okay. Hawthornia zebra. This thing is so hard to kill. Like, I've had one of them for, like, (laughs) eight years now. And it keeps on propagating. And it's kind of overwhelming, actually, because now I have multiple Hawthornia zebra plants, and they're all propagating at the same time. And I really just can't take this many baby plants. Thank you. Beautiful. Um, I feel like we're gonna. I feel like at some point I'll get a DM from someone who's like, show takes a picture of their yeah. plant. And they're like, I bought a Hawthornian zebra plant. Yeah, you're gonna improve somebody's air quality and mental health in the chat right now. <laughs> hey, thank you for calling, Liz. Thank you. Thank you so I much, you Liz. Nice Bye. Bye. What a nice person. Yeah, she was super I mean, cool. The fact that she's doing something so so misdemeanor-ish. Right. And she feels bad enough to call in. Yeah. For the for moral resolution. It is amazing. Do you do you have a plants? Do you have plants? I, I I always get plants like I become plant guy like a couple times a year, yeah. but then I leave town and my plants always die. Yeah. You know, so every I I've gone to like nurseries here and spent like 400 bucks really? on the freshest like ceramic pots, sickest plants. And then I'm like, I'm going to take care of you, mm-hmm. you know, and then I go somewhere and I end up like on the East Coast for a month and I come back and it's just like a plant graveyard. Mm-hmm. What, what kind of plants do you typically get when you get plants? Dude, uh, just basic ones. A couple ferns. When you get a when you get a plant, what are you like looking? For? What need are you looking to fill with the plants? I like sort of a, you know, wide plumage, you know, sort of hanging hanging plants i like when they yeah. drape down from the ceiling and yeah. make my walls look like they're covered in ivy yeah good amount of money yeah that's pretty good and hey you're on the show where do you think he is right now uh, if you had to make a guess harrison he's at, he sounds like he's at the grocery store he's ordering raisins do you know that you're on the show is, is this a pocket dial not throughout the you're on the show, brother. Oh, Hello. A bunch of people. Hello. What's up, man? Holy shit. Uh, what's up, man? How are you doing? Good. So y- your question says, Harrison from Ohio wants to ask Gek and Andrew if he should continue to use shrooms and acid. Can you tell us about that? Yes, I would love to talk about that. I'm trying to figure out. I've been doing it. <laughs> I did a shit ton of acid. Oh, hold on one second. Ha- Yo, Harrison? Harrison? Can you hear me? Yo, can you hear me? Harris, Harrison, am I on, are we on like the car speaker phone or like a speaker phone or something like that? Good catch. I'm outside right now. Is that better? Okay, that's way, whatever you just did, way better. All right, bet. Okay, uh, what you, 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 sorry, you were, you were explaining, you were explaining to us, uh, yes. your question. Um, you know, it says here that you're you're 22. Your name's Harrison. You're from Ohio, and you'd like to yes, ask sir. us if you should continue to use uh, acid and shrooms. Can you explain? Yeah. So throughout the week, I'm usually working, and I usually kind of average on doing like a tab, a tab and a half every like two days, and at night just tripping my balls off, off some good shit, and I don't know. If it's fucking with my brain, because I've been having these weird dreams lately, and I'm on a medicine to help me with the dreams, 
but it's fucking weird. And I don't know um, if I should continue to balance it out or stop. Uh, what type of medicine are you taking to cope with these dreams? It's like a one milligram of, I think it's Prozan. I just started it on Prozac? I need to look at the, not Prozac, like it's like Prozan. Prozan. Honestly, if you look up, like the only, the only like pill that can help with like nightmares or some shit, it's just Prozan. that. There's like one pill. I don't know what this is specifically called. So, um, but yeah, it's just making me have these weird dreams. So what happens in these nightmares that you're describing? Well, they're not really like nightmares. They're more just like, like it kind of like manifests into my daily activities. Like, like my day from like the last whatever, like I'll just have dreams about that. And it'll just be like a weird, like skew, like weird shit I'll see throughout the day. Like, I don't right. know. It's like, I'll see, um, I don't even know. Like it's it's basically like a story that gone wrong, like throughout the day. It's like a fucking car crash happened, or like so, like just some weird event, and I don't know right. how to interpret that. Well, I would say this, like you know, when I, I I did a lot of those kinds of drugs when I was super young, and because of that, you know, a lot of people know that I have something called HPPD, which yeah. is hallucinogen persisting perception disorder. So well, I have, so you, you got know, that too. I have permanent, uh, you yeah. know, visual problems like visual snow and uh, floaters and tracers and such from not abusing, just using a bunch of shrooms at a young age. Mm -hmm. That being said, I'm not anti-drug or anti-psychedelic. It just affected me badly. I know that it's a rare thing, but I would say, man, it's, it's pretty much a no-brainer if you want to ask me. If you're experiencing, if you're doing a tab and a half every couple days and you're experiencing nightmares to the extent that you have to take uh a prescription medication to deal with them. I think it's a good time for you to uh, f slow down, if not go cold turkey on the on the acid tabs, and uh, see if your yeah. dream dream schedule adjusts to 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 that change. Yeah, I would agree. I've had those thoughts already. It's just like I kind of have the addict mindset where I'm super just like fucking hooked on it. Like it's just you're not. You're, I'm, do. I'm gonna keep it real. You know, and this is this is a therapy podcast, but you are not addicted to LSD. You might be addicted to. The, well, not addicted. It's just like I know what you mean. I know it's not addictive. Maybe it's, so. I smoke with it too. So sometimes it kind of like chains, and like I'll be like super tripping ball, like even like off the like heavier shit. I mean. I, are, are you like are you using are you using it to like cope with something in particular that you can peg it to? Honestly, I don't even. I mean, I kind of have some trauma, but I ain't like doing it to that extent. I don't know. Just some like all my buddies went to the army and shit, so it's Word. been a little bit like solo. To tr so mm -hmm. that's oh, kind of so where like my boat is. I've just been working. So you're just super so bored. You're hella bored and you miss your friends. Kind of. So you're tripping True. out because it, it's it's it it's giving you something to do, man. But um, you, you got to stop. You got to stop doing it, though, man. Because realistically, you know, LSD doesn't have a, a a chemically addictive component, so you don't actually have. You're not going to have any kinds of like yeah. withdrawal symptoms. If anything, you're just going to be super bored and kind of irritable because you're used to that routine. But yeah, man, if you're having nightmares, I know, dude. You, you, I know it's going to be hard, but the advice that I'm giving you is just straight up. You got to cut the tabs out. Yeah. I've kind of come to terms with that. I've already tried to quit like multiple times. It's just kind of 
fucking hard when you don't have shit to do, honestly. I need, uh, so, I don't know, but I need to find some other hobby to do some shit. Yeah, that's what I was going to bring yeah. up is like, I feel like if you want to wean off, this is like, I feel like a classic, like whatever drug thing. Like if you want to get rid of it, you got to replace it with yeah, something whatever, that's yeah. like positive. Yeah. Uh, can we like, is there anything, sure. do you have any hobbies or like anything you can think of that you, you, you know, that you do that maybe you want to like lean into more like, I don't know, like dude, a sport an art, anything. anything. Yeah. Yeah. So. I just got on with a new job and I'm fucking loving it just compared to some other shit. I think that might be helping to like settle it off mm. and just focus on money. I was yeah. working on a fucking target for a little bit, but it was just boring and monotonous. But now I'm doing like a turf building installation with a bunch of buddies, like traveling shit. Like, oh, that's awesome. But I think maybe that routine can help me to do that. Like I've already kind of come to terms. It's just, I don't really, this is an addictive part, I guess, of my personality that's fucking hooked on. Yeah. Gotcha. So, so you guys, so you, it sounds like you're getting along well with these people that you're building this church with. It sounds like you fuck with them. <laughs> it's a fucking uh, tur- turf building. Like, oh, I think it's a church. Okay, oh, I heard that church. right. Damn it. You're doing acid and build the <laughs> church. I was like, what's going on, man? Oh, no, fuck sounds no, crazy. Turf building on baseball field and shit. And oh, you're, you're installing AstroTurf. Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not, well, I don't. Th- I mean, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not disrespecting your plan, but I don't think that focusing on money is going to make you stop doing acid. But I don't. Th- I don't think it's. A, you. You. You said. You said. You said. You kind of mentioned money as an aside. You said that you like like this job. Is that true? Yeah. Yeah. It's just like you get to see the fucking progression. I guess like you're actually building something. Okay. Like, word. Something so you enjoy. You're enjoying. The actual process of installing the AstroTurf because it gives you a sense of accomplishment. Yeah. Yeah. True. Yeah. And it comes with a paycheck like weekly, so it's kind of nice to see that. Like, oh, that's kind of cool. And it's rare to like yeah. your job. Hey, man. If you can enjoy installing AstroTurf, you've already won the game of life. <laughs> I, I, will, I will sign off on that. <laughs> Factual. Well, guys, I appreciate it. I think I got a lot of shit from this. I think I'm going to definitely quit this shit. I've already come to terms and just I can't talk to my fucking parents about this. They'll be tripping. Yeah, so. you definitely cannot talk to your parents about that. <laughs> uh, any exactly. any final words right. for the computer, Harrison? Uh, <laughs> I would probably lay off the acid if you're younger than like eighteen or fucking. I probably would just wait until you're like yeah twenty one or something. I, don't, it fucks with your like psychology and shit. And basically, it definitely alters your brain, bro. Um, yeah. But yeah, I'll just give that advice. I fucking love you, Lyle, and fucking love you, Andrew Callahan. Peace Thanks. out. Beautiful. Take Peace. care, brother. I think he may have had a few beers before that call. <laughs> yeah. I, I I I liked him. I like uh, it's again. It's like it's a rare thing to enjoy your job. He seems like he's having fun with the these his buddies and shit. Yeah. You seem like you're have something you have to say. It's just like just don't do that. Just don't. If if acid's already fucking with you, yeah. you know, just stop doing it. I, I don't know like do you um content like I know you, you you did a whole bunch of drugs and stuff when yeah. you were younger, but do you do you still do acid and shrooms? No, now and no, I don't do any drugs now. Do you smoke weed? No. Do you didn't drink? No. Oh, I drink, yeah. Now, how often do you get people being like, "Whoa, Andrew, did, were you like high when you were like coming up oh, with this?" All, all the time, so annoying. Look, I'm not anti weed. I'm not anti yeah. anything. I just don't it, do it. it. 
the the annoying thing is because uh, I, I you know I get high and stuff. But the annoying yeah. thing is when people are like, I have this weird assumption that you like can't be funny or creative without like drugs. Yeah, you know. Yeah, that's real like bird brain shit. Yeah. I mean, I think that drugs early in life make you a cooler person. <laughs> you know, pretty much all of my friends, you know, abused alcohol and drugs before mm-hmm. the age of eighteen. Mm-hmm. I think it teaches you a bunch of stuff early, and you go into adulthood like a true soldier. What did it teach you? I don't even know. It's hard to explain. Just like the dark side, man. Addiction, dependency, tragedies, triumphs, mm-hmm. you know, partying, mm-hmm. losing friends, mm-hmm. buying drugs, selling, you know, just the, the world that you get yourself into, hanging out with the bad kids early on, watching people throw their life away before they become adults. And when you were sort of in the depths of this, how old were you? Like, like really young? 16 like, would be when 16? I was probably, 15, 16 would be when I was heaviest into that, like, world. Do you remember sort of the darkest thing you saw during that time? It, it, it just, man, just people losing their mind. One of my best friends lost his mind on acid and, yeah. you know, has been homeless ever since. Yeah. You know, people dying from drug overdoses, uh-huh. you know, people getting kidnapped by their parents and shipped off to desert school in Utah and mm-hmm. you never see him again. Mm-hmm. You know, your parents crying because they find, you know, pot stuffed in your mattress. And experiencing all this, I, I assume, is what sort of led you to be totally sober now? Yeah. No, I mean, I, I drink and have a good time. I'm sure. not like a straight edge guy. Sure. But it's like I would never do drugs mm-hmm. just because I, I did it all before. Mm-hmm. Not not at all. I've never done like heroin or anything like that mm-hmm. but, or meth. I've never done uh, shrooms or acid before, but I really want to. You should. I mean, I think if, yeah. if you're, you're, you're in your mid-20s, right? Yeah. You know, I'm your age. Yeah, okay. You're at the age where you should definitely do it. I mean, yeah. I think that like mid-20s are a great time to try shrooms and acid. Mm-hmm. I mean, how cool would it be if I didn't do those things and now I could like, you know, go to Joshua Tree and like eat a eighth of shrooms with like my two best friends? Yeah. It would be sick. Yeah. I just think that like I kind of like missed the mark. <laughs> Mm-hmm. But I had a lot of fun doing it early on. Mm-hmm. But now I do can't you, be a smoker. You when when you say like how fun would it be to do now? Like do you like are you talking about like taking shrooms and like having yes. that be like like with all the stuff you've done, all the everything yeah. like to like be in that mind space to reflect on all that? It would probably help me unpack some uh, some deep seated questions and heavy shit that I haven't encountered. <laughs> yeah, I think I have for a while. I've had like resistance to that, yeah. but I'm getting to a point where like you know what, I'm ready. If you smoke a ton of weed, yeah. You can handle, like, some shrooms. Does it just feel like being really high? Yes. Really? Yeah. It, it has more of, like, an intellectual, spiritual component to sure. it. And you, it's hallucinatory. Yeah. It, like, imagine, like, you're, you ever greened out before on weed? I think I think I've experienced something imagine that sounds Imagine greening like out that. on pot without the, uh, like, overwhelming anxiety. Okay. You're just really high, but, you know, you know what you're getting yourself into, so you're not, like, shivering or puking or anything. Have you ever done MDMA? Yeah. yeah. Is there is there any relation, is there any relation in You've the feeling? You've never taken MDMA? Uh, no, I, don't, I have oh, taken yeah, MDMA. Yeah. That's why I'm asking, does it feel anything like that? No. Okay. I mean, Way it's different. euphoric at times. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, the euphoria. I'm like, is there a similar euphoria? Yeah, similar euphoria, but there's the come up is also insane. Like, you know how when okay. you're coming up on MDMA, it yeah. feels like the earth is, like, meeting the moon? Sure. Like I don't, you know, it's a good I mean? way to describe it's it. It's like you know, like grab it. You're just like, oh. <laughs> I, I don't take that shit either. I, actually, mm-hmm. I did MDMA in Las Vegas in 2020. How was that? It was awesome. <laughs> <laughs> it was great. Yeah, that that was awesome. But like Molly's that kind of thing where it's like, dude, I'm good for a while. But you probably have people like assuming, or I guess like fans are assuming you're on drugs. Uh, I mean, I I am I'm tripping all the time. Right. Yeah. 
Oh, I mean, I guess like that you just like still. No, do but it it's like time. I don't do drugs, but I'm permanently, you know, fried from drugs. Yeah. Does that have like? Does does that affect the interviews at all in any no, way? Like, are no, you like no. ever tripping while you're like talking to someone, or like at, nah, a, really. at a really like inconvenient time? No, because it, it's constant. Like, the, you know, I have shroom uh, like visual shit, so it's I don't have. Oh, it's access. constant. Yeah, it's. Constant. Oh, I, oh, I thought these were like. I thought they they were like what is it flashbacks no, or no, no, like that's like acid that's like because acid gets like stored in your spinal cords and yeah like crack your back and be yeah. like, Ooh, I have just like just like okay so you see so you're seeing it right now right now yeah so it's not like it's some crazy it's like the majority of my life now I've had mm-hmm. like TV static it's actually not that annoying really yeah because it's just it's just how I see is it kind of like being blind uh, I mean because like you have static like covering a little bit it yeah. definitely impairs like sight mm-hmm. for sure. Whatever though, man, we're fucking here. We're fucking here. We're we fucking made it. Geckos. Look at us, man. Yeah, we're dude. some geckos. We're a couple geckos. Yeah, but I do want to do more for the HPPD community. Uh oh, that's that's the oh. Are you you're in a community of people? No, I mean, but I know that it's out there, and like mm-hmm. I know that a lot of people with that condition see me as sort of like a you're the guy, a, a hero. Yeah, because I like overcame that, and I no, still do this without being debilitated. You know, and people have you know took their own life over this shit mm-hmm. you know this is a mm-hmm. sad thing mm-hmm. and i don't have it as bad as some people have it do you ever like i assume you haven't really made any video or content or anything like where you've like really gone no, in depth about it there's this uh, group called the perception perception restoration fund or something like that yeah they're producing a documentary about hppd and they asked me to step on as an executive producer so i'm oh, definitely nice. gonna do that and like because there's a lot of kids that are like me when i was when i was 13 yeah thinking that they're having a psychosis and going crazy sure sure but they're not going crazy they just sure have a, a cosmetic visual issue mm-hmm. but it feels like it has a, a bigger dimension it's just a visual processing problem mm-hmm. it's a lot of people think that they're like losing their mind and it's going to get worse and stuff like not. that's great that you're finding avenues to like take on the issue and everything yeah i mean it's something that i went through so i figure at some point in my life i got to do something yeah. to help because i didn't really have anybody and it also feels like the kind of thing that when you have it you like don't like it's it's rare so you're like not like you're like oh fuck this isn't happening to anyone else and I'm completely alone and shit yeah especially when you're 14 and 15 mm-hmm. and like you know there's two camps of people in your life there's the parents who are like you could never talk about doing drugs too because right. they'd shame you then there's the kids who do drugs who don't want to talk about the negative aspects of drug use mm-hmm. like imagine trying to tell your hippie friend that you have uh, you know right you are right either you have your parents who hate drugs or your friends that love drugs and exactly. you don't want to talk to either of them yeah, it's, it's the same yeah, thing yeah, now yeah, when you totally. think about modern drug science because yeah. there's two camps of drug scientists mm-hmm. there's people who work for like the Burning Man Foundation who are trying to do like ketamine therapy trials who are right. like, you know psychedelics are the answer totally mdma will solve ptsd mm-hmm. then there's the people who are like mormon vibes who are like you know like doing research about how weed will destroy your you know right mind and make you schizophrenic right so it's still that's why hppd is so weird uh, yeah i uh uh did it so you said it didn't even happen like from from extensive use it was just just use early use early okay how old were you when you first did it 13 13 yeah so it's like just using those powerful drugs while your brain is developing uh, causes issues issues yeah. it just does but you know who's going to do a clinical trial on a 13 year old acid head yeah you know yeah well like i said it's good that you're uh, uh becoming like a f- i feel like do you, do you, do you, like any like people out there like celebrities or like notable people who like have it or are no, you the I'm guy? the only person listed on Wikipedia who has this thing. Yeah. Me and a fictional character from the True Detective show. Oh, shit. But, I mean, there is tens of thousands of people who have this, if not hundreds of thousands, who don't realize they have it and just think that, you know, 
they're insane. Yeah, it must be really rewarding, like uh, when you have the opportunity to like speak. Yeah, it's, it's pretty tight. It. I'm trying to figure out how to do it in the right way without alienating a large portion of my. Well, I loved what you told the previous caller. Yeah, you know, he seemed like he was receptive to it too. For sure, I just don't like that whole like. I mean, shout out to him. I just don't like. I don't like that vibe really. Mm-hmm. I'm just like, I can't stop doing acid. It's like, come on, dog. Mm-hmm. Like some people are hooked on you know heroin, mm-hmm. you know, and they or. Some people are addicted to Xanax. They'd take five bars a day. And yeah. if they were to go cold turkey, they would die. Have like withdrawal symptoms. Yeah. So it's yeah. like, don't say that you're addicted to LSD. You're addicted to the fun that it gives you. But it's just like, like th- there's a point at which where mm-hmm. it's like, be a G. Like, mm-hmm. be, be, like, be, you know, I know it's the therapy gecko show. Nah, no, but, but with that kind of thing, it's like, come on, dog. Like, you know. Some, sometimes you do. No, no, no. I know you say it's yeah. the therapy. But sometimes you do need to say to someone like. Yeah. Come on, dog. Yeah, like a, yeah. a true therapist would like unpack it and unpack it, but it all yeah. falls upon that. But bro, if I don't stop doing acid, what the fuck am I gonna do, bro? I'm gonna be so bored. He I'm can like, get really into acid. He's, uh, that guy is gonna start his own astroturfing business, dude. He's stoked about astro. I know. No, when you said uh, you've already won life, he truly has already won life. You know, if you don't need to go if you can enjoy just doing astroturf, and you don't have to go all over the, the goat, world, you know and you don't I mean? have to like hang it up. Yeah. You know, shout out to him. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. How are you how are you feeling? Awesome. Yeah, dude. It's uh it's great to it's great to have you in here, man. It's cool. It's cool because wa- I know it's it's cool watching you uh like it's cool having you in our space doing your thing. Like it's awesome. Yeah, I love it. I just want to you know reemphasize like I'm not anti psychedelic. You know, I really think that they have the power to like transform your life and you know rewire your brain, mm-hmm. change your brain like for the positive. Mm-hmm. I just had a negative experience that drastically, uh, you know, impacted my life. Nobody's gonna blame you if yeah, they so, do acid. They're not gonna. Be no, like, oh. but I'm sure this. You know, it's such a tough one, man. It's like religion. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. You well, just you just can't tell people shit if they really think that like DMT is like the spirit molecule. You can't break through to these people. I'm, a, I'm a little bit like I don't want to have like a, I this was another sort of resistance to psychedelics was like if I'm gonna have like some sort of epiphany, yeah, or some sort of like light thing, life changing thing, or analy- analysis of things, I want. I, does it feel less? It almost feels like less real if if it's on drugs. Absolutely. If like I need an assist to do it. Like think about the idea of like Buddhist enlightenment. And yeah. Think about the fact that monks meditate their entire life. They just life. sat there and they. Sitting there yeah. trying to be as introspective as possible yeah. and astral project throughout the universe and just sit there hoping to break through to this point of enlightenment. Yeah. And they a lot of times can't do it. Yeah. And then you got someone with a DMT pen at Venice Beach. Almost feels like a trip. Te- almost feels like a cheat code. Who tells you that he just talked to God. Right. It's like you talk to God, right? What did he say? Is he asking you to ask me for five dollars? Mm-hmm. Doesn't make sense. It's I, I understand the idea that you know when you think of like like you're saying that the monks who sat there and like really tried. It's yeah. like and they and and then you have the guy with the DMT pen who's like I talked to God and you're like it can't be that easy. Yeah, you have to like really sit and try. Yeah, for why years did he talk years. to you and not those monks? <laughs> you know what I mean? 
Would you ever, have, have you done a bunch of DMT? Or no, no, DMT no, no. But that's the one psychedelic that I would do, like at the end of my life, because it's yeah. such like a just balls deep, like fucking full blast thing to do. I want to do ayahuasca when I'm like my friends. Yeah. Uh, my, my one of my friends' dads just did ayahuasca, and he's like. 60 something and i'm like oh great when i'm there's still cool yeah. stuff for me to do when i'm 60 yeah when i lose my hair you know and after my divorce <laughs> and you get your dog i'll you know hitchhike down to peru <laughs> you know man puke in a, in a drum circle i like that there's i like that there's so many cool experiences available to human beings dude there's so many yeah yeah that's why when people were like, is America going downhill? I was like, no, it's not. <laughs> More people need to travel through America. Yeah. Get real deep in America. It's a weird-ass place. Well, that's what you're doing is you're like, well, I mean, a lot of the people who, like, they don't feel like getting off their asses to, like, yeah. go see stuff. You're, they're, you're like, the conduit to which they see yeah. stuff outside of their computer. Yeah. I mean, my dream I mean, as I'm getting older is just to get kids as stoked as possible, like, 18-year-old fools, like, just to, like, hit the American road, like, revive American road lore. Hitchhiking is a dead art in a way, right? Because people are scared. Well, the stragglers that are a part of that, like, you know, like hobo hitchhike culture Mm -hmm. are mostly like train hoppers, Mm -hmm. like freight hopping, you know, hopping freight trains across the country. Like it's a whole like they call it oogles or like gutter punks like that culture has kind of absorbed the remnants of what would have been like hitchhikers. Yeah. But hitchhike, that's what makes hitchhiking in in the 21st century and especially now Mm -hmm. so insane. Is because you're the only one really doing it. Right. That's not like escaping prison. You know? So You're the only one doing it like just for fun. Yeah, not yeah. For and fun. Not, like, not, of, not out of necessity. Yeah, out of or out of necessity, because it's such yeah. a bad way to get around. Yeah. <laughs> you know, but like you really are creating like a, a lane for yourself. Did had you ever met someone while you were doing Because you did it you did it like to, uh, to see the world. It was the first it was my first like creative jump off the porch. Did anyone ever give you shit about that in terms of like, hey man, I have to do this? No, I mean there's no <laughs> there's no sense of entitlement in the yeah. hitchhiking world. If if there, there's if no, there was, I'd be like, just get a fucking car, man. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like yeah. if this is what you're riding for at the end of the day, like you gotta find a hobby. You know, if you're like, I was, you know, I need this. Like, <laughs> That's need how they want to identify themselves. Hop a train. Yeah. You know, convince a truck driver to give you a ride somewhere. No, nah, there's no exclusionary vibe in the hitchhiker world. There is no hitchhiker world. It sounds fun. I want to do it at some point. Yeah. Just the fact that, like, I may have convinced an 18-year-old, like, fresh out of his parents' house person. Yeah. To, that, like, that makes you. To be like, I live in Stockton, California. Or Reading or something like yeah. I'm just gonna go to the nearest uh, freeway on ramp, stick my thumb out, yeah. and go wherever the driver's going. Dude, I'm sure you've influenced a lot of people. I feel like you definitely get DMs where people being like, "Hey, like you inspire me to like go places." Yeah, but I want them to do that thing. Oh, that, to do it to yeah. specifically to do like uh, the, do the a most hitchhiking. raw, like the real, yeah, like put yourself out there kind of way. Yeah, you know, re- like stealing kind bars type vibe. It's uh. Do you ever like? Okay, so I mean, now like you know, you you have like you know adult money in your apartment. You drive a car, and you're yeah. like, 2007 Toyota Tacoma. Perfect. And you're like, uh, you're like a, you're not really living that. Does a part of you ever wish you could like, you know? Well, the go thing back? is, you know, when I turn, when I decided to like market and make a brand out of what I love to do the most, yeah. I traded in the anonymity. Of the road. Right, yeah. A lot of people. Because I wanted to make a a, a life for myself and Mm -hmm. a name for myself. So, Mm -hmm. you know, what I loved most as a young person, as a teenager, as a hitchhiker, was that anonymous feeling of just like being just like completely on the road, enveloped in the American highway system at motels and 
bus stops talking to like deadbeats and outlaws mm-hmm. and runaways and just being able to just be completely anonymous and mm-hmm. like using my like eyes as the camera basically and just mm-hmm. like absorbing these stories from people that are just on the fringe and just moving on mm-hmm. and you know writing about it later in my journal mm-hmm. and now you know if i were to hitchhike on the side of the road mm-hmm. you know it would probably take like five ten minutes before you know a super was pulls like, over yeah. and is like channel five yeah. yeah you know so in a way it is sad and it does make me sort of jaded that i have you know that transaction makes me sad you know i've traded in a, a career for sacrificing the the road spirit can I ask, and I, and I almost feel this way about what I do, like, just with, like, conversations in general. Does it ever, like, like, you know, back when you when you were just, like, writing it down yeah. and you weren't filming it, did it ever feel, like, more special and more like the moment belonged to you and now you're kind of, like, giving that moment away to people? Absolutely, but I do think that writing is, the problem with writing is that you can just lie your ass off. <laughs> right, sure. You know, so that that's the thing. It's like, you know, my first project was a, a hitchhiking book that I wrote. Of course. And I realized that, okay... People don't believe the stories that I'm telling. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Even my own friends would be like, oh, did that really happen? Like they think that I'm exaggerating like major plot points. Mm -hmm. And I was like, you know what? Never again. Like Mm -hmm. I'm going to film it so I can prove it. Mm -hmm. And so that's how we do things now. Mm -hmm. You know, it's just because, you know, it it is you you do get you do get to claim the moment and, Mm -hmm. you know, make it a part of your narrative. Right. When it's written down. But, but the, not even, I'm not even talking about like the like the recording. I'm just talking about like being there. Like there's no cameras. You're just talking to a guy. Absolutely. And there's, you're not making content. You're not like trying to steer the conversation in a way that makes it like for – it's just for the moment in yeah. and of itself. And absolutely. And, you know, I still do that. You know, I still – Of course, yeah. In, I still have an RV now that I take cross-country trips in. I still yeah. sleep in the back of my Tacoma. Like I still do that. Yeah. But there's this part of me that misses that just like full presence of course because there's a part of me now that thinks to myself wow this would be so great on camera Mm -hmm. and that's sort of a sad thing Mm -hmm. because i'm like man i I used to just be like happy to be there yeah of course once you start making videos and start making content everything's like oh i should be filming this right and and you know that like your audience would actually appreciate it of course you're not like a self-centered asshole who's like this would go so viral you're no, like, I totally understand you're like, the place oh, you're coming out of from. Like, 100%. This, this should be documented as a part of my experience because this is important to me in this time. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But now I just, man, it's tough. You know, it makes me sad and happy. It's just there's not really an emotion to assign to it. It's just the way things have changed. I, I feel that way about like talking to strangers. Like if I like strike up a conversation with someone at an airport or something, and they tell me something interesting, I'm like. You know, I, I I'm like, oh, this would be like a cool conversation, like for the podcast or whatever. But yeah. like, there's something great about just doing it in and of its yeah. self. I think maybe over time that barrier will sort of dissipate because yeah. everything is going to be just filmed all the time. Oh, you're going to be wearing Google glasses. No, I just and think there's going to be, be like... a point at which, like, you know, the current kids growing up who who TikTok and live stream everything. Yeah, they're going to be like, you know, 50 years old one day, and if they strike up a conversation at LAX. It won't be weird to just pull out a, a live streaming uh-huh. selfie stick and be like, yeah, so, you know, when did you go into car insurance? Do you think that's sad? No. You, you think that's awesome? Yeah, hell yeah. I want to see, yeah. see that conversation. You know what? I love that. I love I love that you're optimistic about it because I feel like the default is to be upset about I, it. I'm so happy you didn't go down that rabbit hole where people say, like, don't you think it's sad that everyone's on their phone? No. I'm, I'm, yeah. I, I like I – like, uh, I mean, it's great. I mean, there's trade-offs. I mean, it's, it's, it's hard because the internet – like you know is is has democratized media it's done so many amazing things but yeah. also like you know i hate when i'm hanging out with someone and they 
go on their phone. I hate when I'm hanging out with someone and I go on my phone. Yeah, it's just basic social stuff. Like, yeah. I don't want to like chill with you if we're both on our phone, like doom scrolling Instagram. But yeah, uh, hey man, it's just the way things are going. Complaining about it is just lame. Mm-hmm. You know, like it's always people who don't who are like trying to become famous too, <laughs> that want to get, <laughs> yeah. that, they, that that like preach down and are yeah, like yeah they hit that wall and they were like Andrew like you know do you ever get tired of just making video after video and mm-hmm. want to just take some time for yourself mm-hmm. it's like I make one video a month <laughs> you know what I mean I'm not streaming for ten hours a day like I take a ton of time for myself right but do you do you not like you know I mean your whole you know, you talk a lot about current events. Yeah. And you're talking about, like, things that are going on in the world. Does it not require you to, to be, uh, not constantly, but, like, to be keeping an eye on what's going on on once Twitter day, and man. Instagram? Once a day, Once a day. Do you do once a day? Uh, once a day for, like, the heavy news update. Okay. Thing. Like, and when I when I dive into, like, the news section on my phone, mm-hmm. it'll be a pretty heavy deep dive. Like, 45 minutes of just, like, what the hell's going on this week. How often are you just, like, ax- like catching yourself on the Instagram story of a person you went to high school that you don't care about? Probably 25 times a day. <laughs> that That's the stuff that I don't like, yeah. but that where I'm, like... But I, sh- I should. Ha- it, that's up to me to not be addicted to it. Yeah, man. I mean, you have a cool thing going on. Oh, this is awesome. So you you interact, yeah, with Instagram in a way that is cool because you're creating stuff. That's the right. big difference. Like consumer versus creator is a totally different vibe. But here's the thing, and that's the how I justify it. Yeah. Okay. Because if you took all of my Instagram use or or online use. And uh, and I justify it. I'm like, this is my job. I have to. Yeah. I'm on Instagram. I have to look at it. I have to see how the new video did. Whatever it is, the stuff that's like necessary to complete the function of this is yeah. maybe maybe like one percent, and the rest is, yeah. you know, hang, seeing. Dude, you. I mean, for sure, it's funny. Like you asked if I, you know, reading news. Like I spend most of my time on my phone, like reading about, watching YouTube videos about yeah. like beef between rappers. Yeah, Better Call Saul fan theories. <laughs> Yeah. Scenes from the Dark Knight. Mm-hmm. That's what I consume. You know, I don't really read the news. I just, I'm, I'm into like weird shit like that. Mm. Like, Do you? So, so you'll consume stuff like that and like not super like, niche shit. Yeah, like I follow like L.A. rap beef. Mm. Well, I feel like you would have to have something to like because you're always your whole thing is like about the news. I feel like you would have to. You yeah, know, your hobbies would be things that are completely unrelated to. Yeah, that. it feels rebellious to like just watch <laughs> watch TV, uh, Breaking Bad fan yeah. theories for ninety minutes. Yeah, while everyone's like, "You got to read about this." I'm like, no, "Right, thanks. right." To watch something that you don't have to justify in some way. Yeah, for sure. That's nice. That's kind of been my refuge lately, also, with all the craziness. Is like the Better Call Saul series. Do you do you contribute to the forums? No, I should though, because like I like I think about the characters often. Let's talk to Robbie. Robbie. Hello? How you doing, Robbie? You good? Hello, is this therapy? Yeah. Yeah. This is the Geckos. How's everything going? It's good, man. How are you doing? Oh, shit. Thank you so much for thank you so much for uh calling in. We appreciate it. This is Andrew. And this is Lyle. Well, uh it, it, it's really good uh talking to you guys cuz uh this is my first time being on. Totally. Oh, we're we're happy to have you. Well, don't feel nervous or anything. It's just us here. I I I am nervous. It's okay. We're going to make this as but, easy as we can for you. It's totally totally chill. Okay. It's just uh you and two geckos. Robbie, all right. Uh is it okay if I tell the people what you told the call screener? 
Robbie, it says here that you are having trouble talking to women and you need some advice. Mm-hmm. Well, just yeah. off the bat, man, you seem like a super sweet guy. You seem he like does. a very kind person. He does. So you've already got that going for you. I think men and women both mm-hmm. like that quality. Mm-hmm. Uh, out of curiosity, you know, what 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 do you find the most difficult? Is it the approach? Is it maintaining the conversation? Which is it? I I think maintaining the conversation. The the mm-hmm. approach is difficult as well. But uh, I I feel like whenever I could go up some to someone, I just don't like. I just have nothing to say. I can't think of anything. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Absolutely, but you're not scared to, you know, say, hey, what's up, you know, my name's Robbie, what's your name? Um, maybe, kind of. Can I ask, what, what, if any, situations are you putting yourself in in which you, you have the opportunity to meet new people? Uh, mainly work, I guess, because I don't really go out on my days off. I work at Walmart, so. Yeah, work work is a, is a hard. It's a tricky Work one. is a really hard place to like talk to girls mm-hmm. <laughs> for sure, because like yeah. you know the impl- the coworker thing is already pretty messy, mm-hmm. and then talking to c- customers yeah. is just kind of weird, mm-hmm. you know? Because like mm-hmm. I remember, I, unless you work at a restaurant, mm-hmm. but if you work in the retail industry, it's very transactional. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, definitely neither. I feel like neither the customers nor the coworkers are like yeah. there. You, I, you, you want to meet people in places where people go to meet people. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, Robbie, would you would you ever consider I, working like in the service industry, like a, a front of house position at like a popular restaurant? Mm, probably not. I think that it might be uncomfortable at first, but I think that a job like that would really help you get out, outside of your comfort zone and like get you more familiarized with like having to talk to like tons of people. Before I did interviews, I was a host at a restaurant on Bourbon Street in New Orleans, and we used to do 650 covers a night. And my, my whole job was to be like, hey, how are you doing? Welcome to Bourbon House. <laughs> I think that got me. But when I first mm-hmm. took the job, I was like, I'm going to be so bad at this. I'm going to mm-hmm. be so nervous. And over time... I got so used to it that, like, when I got off work, <laughs> I was like a social. You, you just kept the train, just kept going. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you kept the momentum going until after work. Yeah, would that be something that you would just consider, even for you know a training shift or something? Yeah, it could. Would be a possibility. I think it'd be fun for you, man, and maybe may, maybe a restaurant that you actually like. Uh, can I ask you too, yeah. Robbie? Do you? I'm just a very introverted person. Uh, so I was gonna do, like just like I'll forgetting about like you know dating and relationships and stuff. Like, do you do you have like do you have friends? Yeah. Okay. You have a best best friend. Necessarily like, small circle of friends. Mm-hmm. Like I have a few groups here, a few groups here, but that's basically I don't have a massive friend group. I'd say how many how many people do you think are in your core group of friends? Like six, seven. That's cool. And are they more introverted as well? Um, it's a mix. What kind of stuff do you guys do when you hang out? Um, mainly just go out to eat or 
uh, go do something. And some mainly most of the time we just play video games together. That's cool. I mean, do you like bars or not really? Uh, I've been to a few, but I've just, it's eh. Hmm. Do you have ho- like what do you do for hobbies? Like, do you do sports, arts, Magic the Gathering? What's your thing? Um, mainly do this video game some days off. Sometimes I go do D and D. Stuff like that, mm. but yeah, because I've always I've always felt like I've always felt like when it comes to like meeting people, especially if you're like trying to get into a relationship or something, it's like you kind of like independently build a life that people gravitate around, or like yeah. where you're in a lot of situations where you're around people more so than you do like do. Like anything done like with the intention of trying to meet yeah. women, I feel like never goes very well, right? Um, uh-huh. Robbie, do you do you live in the South or the Midwest? Uh, East, uh, North Carolina. Okay, so South, basically, Southeast. Uh, you yeah. know the thing about North Carolina. Uh, what's the nearest major city to you? Uh, nearest major, probably. Yeah, Charlotte. you're closer to Charlotte. Yeah, yeah, it's a tough place to, to socialize. Mm-hmm. You know, but I mean, do do you find that? people have that like southern hospitality around you like is there a lot of pleasantries exchanged in your day-to-day or are people in your community more closed off um not really sure hmm. i also feel like you know i mean you were talking about the bars and stuff i feel like do you do you want do you want to meet somebody who is on your sort of same level of introversion or are you looking for you know a sort of a, a compliment to you personality wise um I feel like it'd be nice to have someone as introverted as me but also I feel like the other way like the other spectrum would also work just to help me get out there maybe more I don't know Okay, how about this? Would you rather have someone to bring you out of your shell, or would you rather just be like two turtles chilling together? I feel like the getting out of my shell one. I think that would be so a lot you're, better for me. You're, you're looking for like an extrovert that understands you and can you know like help you put yourself out there. Yeah. Well, dude, I think you're going to find it. I don't know exactly when it's going to come, but there's a lot of people like that. There are. And here mm-hmm. here's the key to that though is like you got all right, so you got to like let's like proverbially your car is dead, you got to get out and start pushing it first in order for someone to see you and mm-hmm. help you push it, you know what I'm saying? So yeah. you got to sort of yeah. take your own initiative on putting yourself out there just a little bit um in order for you to try to find someone to help you with that. Okay. Yeah. I would say find some find some coffee shops that you like nearby. Next time you want to work on something, go there, open up your laptop, get a coffee. Just get used to being in the, the, the public sphere, even if you're silent. That'll help you a lot. I've had mm. some friends mm-hmm. who were shy. Just get used to being somewhere where like you're maybe you're maybe still closed off, but you are exposed physically to the around world. you're physically exposed to the world, you know. And maybe you might mm-hmm. strike up a conversation. But you know, between 
working at Walmart and having like your group of seven friends who you mainly I'm, I'm assuming play video games with and like chill inside that's kind of a hard yeah. you know grid gridlock for you to like meet someone who's gonna bring you to that next stage so dude just coffee shops bars and for sure i guarantee you if you if you worked at like cheesecake factory mm-hmm. you'd become like a social savant mm-hmm. in like four months cheesecake factory sounds like a better place to work okay. than walmart it, it does but you know although the buzzers sort of make me nervous buzzers oh the little things the that... cheesecake factory assigns you that buzzer box and it, yeah like, it's the most intense vibration i've ever experienced really when that thing starts going it's going you, then you can't even like turn it off can so you? i wouldn't want to get near those things if i worked at cheesecake factory <laughs> you know i'd be like you know put them in the bucket for somebody else so robbie you know over the course of this call we've told you a bunch of things we've thrown a bunch of uh, actions out at you we've thrown a bunch of ideas out at you like before we go like what's what's sort of your take on what we've told you uh yeah i think i think you're right about it i might give myself or go to a starbucks or something see what can happen go, go to the go to the busiest starbucks in downtown charlotte and just just kick mm-hmm. it there, dude. You, even if you don't make a friend, you're going to be entertained for sure. You know what it's a lot like? It's a lot like when people say, like, uh, if you're trying to start working out, just go to the gym. Yeah. Just go there. Even if you're mm-hmm. making fun of the people at the gym. Yeah. You'll eventually hop on the elliptical and <laughs> sweat yeah. your ass off. Yeah. You don't even, you, yeah. You just go there. Don't feel like you're pressured to do any yeah, workouts bro. or lift anything. Just, you just go, go to the, a Starbucks, yeah. man, and just, just, you know, chill for a bit. You know, don't call your friends. Just go by yourself and just mm. kick it whenever you have some free time. Okay. Thank you. Thank you, guys. Robbie, anything else you want to say to the people of the computer or to two geckos? Uh, well, I've I'm almost finished with your uh, with your therapy gecko podcast. I've got oh. like three more, and then I'm completely caught up. Thank and, you for uh, listening to the whole thing. You, Andrew, right? Yes, sir. Andrew. But- uh, uh, yes, I that's my name. Just now looked at your uh, YouTube channel. Might might give it a, a look. Well, like and yeah, subscribe, good. man. I appreciate it for real. You should. He's got good stuff on there. Oh well. Well, thank you, beautiful, guys for having me. Thank of course, you man, for, for being confident and coming on here. That's step one. Take care, Robbie. Yeah, it was hard. See you guys. Gotcha, man. That guy's so sweet, man. He is. I don't think we got to him though. No, I don't think so. Either. I, was, I don't think he's going to take I, any I was action a from that. Things. I was trying the work thing, the region thing, the like thing, but it's just going to happen over time. I say that every time we get a call like that, I say yeah. I always say the same thing. I'm like, you, it's anything done with the intention of like trying to meet people never yeah. works. You just have to like build your life in a way in which you're around yeah. people, in which you're like, like that guy, like he plays D and D. It's like. Yeah fucking start some go like like instead like you probably play with your friends go to the coffee shop but like, can i start a local D league yeah. and then like and then not only are you in oh you're like the guy you're the president of the D league you got a little bit of status now yeah dude also like being raised i guess like an italian american like philadelphia family originally yeah. like when people start getting shy <laughs> i have this impulse to get kind of like like pick yourself up by your bootstraps. <laughs> Are you a motivational guy? No, but then I realized it doesn't work with an introvert. You can't yeah. be like, "What do you mean? I don't know." You yeah. do know. You're the man. That kind of stuff is yeah. not effective if someone's like kind of in a shell. But I think that over time, man, Robbie will just like it'll just happen. Certain people are sort of impervious to advice, but just the sands of time put mm-hmm. them in a position. 
You know, I wonder with all the time on this podcast, and and I, and I ask people this is like when people like if if I were a real therapist and someone came to me like what what is like what should a real therapist say like what like if you've done all the research into like social psychology and the the, the whatever the neurons and shit like what would you tell that guy right and I, I have no idea I think the reason that we're maybe better than a lot of therapists is because we actually tell them everything about our own experiences mm. every time that i went to therapy growing up i was always kind of turned off because the therapist would just be like a, a brick wall when it yeah. came to like tell me about your life yeah and it was always hard to level whereas i feel like we are like you know especially you you're like an informal therapist mm -hmm. so you can be like yeah man i had a similar experience back in the yeah. day i have no code of conduct right or like, you know, i can tell like you exactly where i'm shit. from i can tell you where i live mm -hmm. have you gone to do you do you still go to therapy? Uh, no, I'm about to start. Yeah, I go okay. to therapy irregularly. When I was going through some stuff mm -hmm. like a year ago, like I went to therapy like all the time. Mm -hmm. But now I'm gonna start again because why not? What made you? What made you stop? Uh, I just started doing really well. Mm -hmm. You know, I just things kind of after so much therapy, I was like, oh, I'm a lot happier now. Mm -hmm. I mean, COVID was a tough time for everybody for sure. So I was one of those people, and uh, yeah, I started doing so good that I was like, all right. I'm I'm good. It's expensive. Yeah, it is. Let me come expensive. back to this when I have some some serious issues. Do you journal? I guess I know you, your whole. No, you, man, yeah. I don't. I should though, for real. I have a lot of fleeting thoughts that I wish I could come back to, but mm -hmm. they're gone. I feel like because uh, you're doing a lot of like documenting with the camera. Yes, you're almost I, like if I were doing that, I would almost be like, all right, well, we got it. I don't need to write about this. Yeah, but See, but yeah. but your feelings are like a whole other. Your feelings about what happened are like a whole other layer than just like the what happened. You know what I'm saying, dude? For sure, definitely, Andrew. Man, it's um, it's been awesome to have you on here. Like I said it before, I said it uh, uh when you were taking a pee, but it's <laughs> it's really awesome to see you like. You know, doing your own like like doing what you do, but coming into this space and doing it with the people that watch, you know, this stream, and it's yeah. it's been awesome, man. It's been sick, dude. I, I don't go on that much stuff, but I'm a huge fan of this. Fuck yeah! Shout out to you. Thank you, man. Gecko lifestyle. Is there anything that you want to uh, want to fire off, say to the people before uh, we get out of here? Any final thoughts, feelings, just thank sentiments? You. Thank you guys for watching. That's about it. I don't have any plugs. Awesome. Channel 5. Channel 5 News with worldwide. Andrew Callahan. Channel, Channel 5 Live Worldwide Hollywood and Vine. Beautiful. You look We're great here. in green. You look great in green. Oh, people don't know I got the fuzzy wedges on. Oh, you do? Yeah. You, uh, you, can, I, can I feel those real yeah. quick? That's not. Where'd you get these? Uh, the, the, the green screen is making it crazy, but I got the fuzzy wedges on. The fish air forces. Oh. I got them at um, a fish concert. Oh, you're a fish fan. Grateful Dead Air Force. You're a fish fan. I wouldn't say I'm a fish fan, but I went to a fish show and had fun. Okay. So that's something a fan would do, is go to a con their concert and have fun. So you upload these on YouTube as well? I do. Oh, yes, dude. You shorten them at all, or you just... Uh, yeah, we, we shorten them. Like, How long have oh, this been? Dude. Two? It's been about two I'm hours. share the shit out of this one. Fuck yeah. Fuck yeah. This is fun to do. Andrew, man, thank you very much for coming on. Thank you for having me on. Take care, <laughs> folks at home. Good luck. Gek bless you. And um, have a good night. Have a good one, y'all.
BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America.